0: Well hello everyone and welcome my name is David and it's a privilege and a pleasure of mine that we get to spend some of this time together now in God's Word. We are in our Heaven Sent theme for the year and we're doing this mini series looking and focusing on Jesus and Dan brought the first part of that last week really sharing who Jesus is and what he's done for us for the world as part of God's plan that we can have life and relationship with god well in part two today i really just want to focus in again on what dan was sharing about god's plan but looking at how god is so faithful the faithfulness of god that he's faithful to you that he's faithful to me that he's faithful to us and one of the things i'd love to address is maybe just the mistaken kind of understanding a misunderstanding that God's faithfulness has anything to do with us in our performance. God's faithfulness has nothing to do with what you've done or what you haven't done. So I just wanna encourage you today, God's faithfulness is all seen, the wholeness, the entirety, the goodness of God's faithfulness, all can be seen in Christ Jesus. Our Lord and Savior so what I'd like to ask you to begin with then is simply have you ever been late can you think of a time you've ever been late or at least imagine a time when you've been late and I, I'm not saying like five minutes late or ten minutes late I'm saying you've completely missed out on plans because of your lateness like we're talking beyond half an hour, like you couldn't do what you had planned to do with somebody else. And I know that there can be many reasons why you've missed out or you've messed up and things like that. Maybe you've overslept, maybe you've completely forgotten you had a plan in place with somebody, maybe you got stuck in traffic or you're just busy with other things so the other priorities got in the way, or maybe you were just a bit mistaken about that plan. I remember I once went to meet somebody in Costa and I was there at the right time, but I was in the wrong Costa. Who knew there was five in the town centre in Watford? Anyway, when those things kind of happen, you end up having to reschedule. You have to postpone. You have to cancel on the plan. But when we look at God and his faithfulness, what we have to realise is we've all missed We've all missed out on some of the goodness of God. We've missed out on his plans. We've messed up some at the time. And yet God is saying to you, God is saying to me, to us as a church family, I'm still here. Don't postpone on me. Don't cancel on me. Don't reschedule on me. I'm here for you today. The presence of God, his company is here and he is with us and he is for us. And so can I encourage you before we go anywhere else, maybe with your journey, maybe with your thinking and processing with God, let's not keep him on hold any longer. Even though we may have messed up in some areas or maybe we missed out on something, God wants to and is willing and is desiring for us to meet with him today. So please can I encourage you, there is a word for you today, let's not procrastinate, let's not be sleeping on this, let's engage with God today because his presence is here, he is with us, he is for us and he wants us to see him today. So as a part of the series of of the heaven sent theme we've been going to be working our way through acts and we're still in acts chapter 2 because it's full of stuff and today we're just going to be reading from verses 22 right through to 36 and just to give you a bit of background pentecost the event has happened 120 people in an upper room filled with the holy spirit begin speaking out in different languages we call it tongues And um, for some people, they recognise these languages and see that they're praising God in different languages because lots of people have gathered at this time because of the festival of Pentecost. And so people who speak different tongues are actually interpreting and hearing these tongues. But some of the people in the crowd point, laugh, don't get what's going on and actually think these people are drunk. And so Peter, the Apostle Peter, one of Jesus' 12, stands up and gives this address, a defence, an explanation of what's going on. And uh, at the beginning of this explanation, Peter uses the prophet Joel and shares about what the prophet Joel has to say. And in this Pentecost event we're seeing this coming into fruition this coming this promise being fulfilled but we're just going to take it from verse 22 after he's spoken about Joel so here's what Peter has to say acts 2 22. fellow Israelites listen to this Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles wonders and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves know is glad and my tongue rejoices my body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead you will not let your holy one see decay you have made known to me the paths of life you will fill me with joy in your presence fellow israelites i can tell you confidently that the patriarch david died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day but he was a prophet and knew what God had promised him on oath, that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Isn't this just brilliant? Just to summarise, we've got verse 36. Peter just shares simply, Jesus is the Lord and Messiah. This is the main part of his talk. Jesus is Lord and Messiah. And although he addresses the crowd saying, you've missed it. You've missed who he is. In fact, you messed up. You were part and reason for why Jesus was crucified on a cross. He is still alive although he died he is alive he is risen he's come back to life and he's ascended on high and the reason Peter can exclaim this and proclaim this the evidence he gives is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost now through this passage we see Peter sharing about Jesus and we see that God is faithful through Jesus But there's two things I want to pick up on that Peter refers to in this passage. He picks up on God's plan and he picks up on God's promise. His plan and his promise. And God is faithful to both those things. And we're going to see that as we work through this together. So the first point, God's plan. And therefore, my first point today is actually we need to see God's plan. See God's plan. And God's plan is that Jesus is the Lord and the Messiah. And not only that, but it's God's plan that Jesus is your Lord and your Messiah. He is your King and he is your Saviour, Rescuer. Now, the trouble was for the Time that Peter was speaking to this crowd and addressing them for laughing at what was going on at Pentecost and kind of mocking what was going on. They couldn't see that Jesus was Lord and Messiah. They didn't see God's plan. And so Peter shares that with them. And what we have to understand, I think we give a tough time to anyone who misses out on God's plan and God's promise. But these are good Jews in some sense they have actually gathered in Jerusalem because of a festival they, I believe, would have been looking for the Messiah that's what the Jewish race was looking for expecting, hoping for, yet they missed it they missed who Jesus is and they missed what Jesus had done and so Peter continues to share who this Jesus is so they can see clearly I mean, just a few chapters later in Acts, we get Paul or Saul. He was a man who cared so much about the Jewish scriptures. He cared so much about the Jewish traditions and faith, yet he could not see Jesus clearly. He could not see God's plan through Christ Jesus. So Paul or Saul went around being part of putting Christians in prison, or even getting them murdered, getting them killed. He was organising that. And then a chapter later, I believe in Acts chapter 9, Paul has this encounter with the risen Jesus. He sees Jesus clearly. Now, what Peter does to help the crowd in this setting is that he speaks about the king, a previous king, I guess kind of Israel's most fondest king that what they who they loved and seen as the best king was king david now with all of david's faults and there, there's a lot of them trust me i've read up on them there's a lot of faults of david but david was anointed in a special way that he had the relationship with god through the holy spirit before the outpouring of pentecost and so, what Peter goes to show and outline in these scriptures is that through some of David's psalms, through some of these Jewish scriptures, we see that David sees God's plan. He sees Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Well, he may not have seen Jesus, but he saw this figure who would be Lord and Messiah. And Peter kind of breaks this down in verse 31, saying this about David. Seeing what was to come, see, David saw, seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. See, David saw that a descendant of his would deal with death. The fact that death could not hold him means that his seed would end up overcoming death, which meant overcoming sin, which meant overcoming the separation that people experience between them and God because of sin. David saw that the Lord, this King of Kings, would one day deal with the issue of sin and death. And what's amazing about David, just an extra thing here, if you look up both the Psalms he's used, I believe it's Psalm 16 and 110, He talks about this messianic figure or relates to this messianic figure as being at the right hand side. Look what Peter says in verse 33 about Jesus. It says, Peter says this, exalted, this is Jesus, exalted to the what? To the right hand of God. Peter brings that together. David saw who Jesus is. David saw God's plan in Christ Jesus, that he is Lord and that he is Messiah, that he's the King and the King of Kings and actually he has come to rescue us. Now here's the thing, I think most of us listening, spending this time together, actually know that. We know that Jesus is Lord and Messiah. We know that he's the King of Kings and we know he rescued and saved the world. But here's the challenging part, and I want you to take this on board, okay? We may know that Jesus is Lord and Messiah, but we don't see that he is Lord and Messiah in our everyday lives, in our circumstances, in our situations, in our struggles, in our difficulties, maybe even with our friends and family and loved ones. We don't see Jesus as Lord and Messiah. We don't see him as the king and we don't see him as the rescuer. And I really want to encourage you today that Jesus is your Lord. If you trust in him, he is your Lord. He is your Savior in your life. That was God's plan. Not that he'd just be Lord and Savior over there, but he'd be Lord. He'd be your King today and every day. And he'd be your rescuer today and every day. And the thing is, we miss it. And, like, I'm not pointing the finger. I do it all the time. We miss out and mess up who Jesus is. We end up sleeping on who Jesus is. We end up ignoring or forgetting who Jesus is. We're stuck in the traffic of life. We're stuck in busyness so we don't see who Jesus is. Or maybe we've just got him mistaken. Maybe we've just misunderstood him. Jesus is God's plan he is the Lord and Messiah and he can be by your own faith by your belief in Christ he is your Lord and he is your Messiah he is your Savior and I want to encourage you today God is faithful and the faithfulness can be seen in Christ Jesus believe in him look to him and so when we look at God's plan When we look at Jesus being the Christ, when we look at Jesus being Lord and Messiah, I want to encourage you in your daily lives, in your situations that you're facing, where you're coming up against opposition and hardship, look again, look again at who Jesus is. And this is what the disciples, the apostles still had to continue to do. They didn't just get it in one go. They continued to have to look at who Jesus is to spur them on forwards. So, point one, see God's plan. See Jesus. Look again. Point two, the promise of God, is to receive the promise of God. We can, if we see the plan of God, if we see who Jesus is, we then get to receive the promises of God and receive the promise of God that we will have him with us. Look, Jesus is with you through the presence of the Holy Spirit. And not only is he with you, but we have to remind ourselves of the promise that Jesus said that he would and has overcome the world. Now, I'm just going to take you back to verse 33. It's a powerful verse. It says about Jesus, exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit. And not only has he received the promised Holy Spirit, but it says, and has poured out what you now see and hear. And what the people were seeing and hearing was the Holy Spirit poured out on people, a mass gathering of people. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, it's the kind of last verses in Luke, we see an echo of this, or we see the fulfilment of this. It says this, Jesus, his last promise to his disciples before he ascends, he says, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus is giving the Holy Spirit, and that's what they've received. I want to encourage you, in actually Matthew's gospel, chapter 28, the last verses of Matthew's gospel, I think it's verse 20, Jesus says, I will be with you. I want to encourage you, because of God's plan, he has fulfilled a promise, and that promise is that by the Holy Spirit, Jesus is with you. Now, not only is he with you, but this plan and promise only comes into place because he has overcome the world. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus promises his disciples that he has overcome the world. And I want to encourage you today, whatever situation, whatever circumstance you're going through, Jesus has overcome the world. And I know that can be difficult in your current struggles when Jesus has eternity set in his mind and heart for us. But we need to draw ourselves out of our situation to realise Jesus is our Lord and Saviour and he is with us by the power and the presence and the company of the Holy Spirit. And not only is he with us, he's with us in the power of overcoming sin, death, suffering, loneliness, despair, feeling A whole bunch of things that God didn't want us to feel. Well, actually, God has overcome those feelings, thoughts and circumstances in Christ Jesus. God is so faithful. The challenge is when we understand that Jesus is with us and when we ask Jesus into our lives, I think we can see it as a Pentecost kind of one time event. But Pentecost was never supposed to be a one time event. The disciples, apostles, all those who believe in Jesus, as we see through the New Testament, they continue to be filled and ask for the Holy Spirit to fill their lives. They ask for God's faithfulness. They ask for God to move in them and through them. They ask for the Spirit of God to move. I want to encourage you today. That's what we can do as well. So even if we've experienced an event of being filled by the Holy Spirit, or maybe we haven't, but God would encourage us today to ask again. Remember, when we miss up, when we miss plans and we mess them up, God still says, I'm still here. Come, come. And I believe that is his invitation today. See God's plan. See Jesus. See him again. And also receive God's promise. And really what we're receiving is the spirit of God in our lives. And I believe the invitation to us is ask again. I want to encourage you. God is faithful. He loves you. He's so committed towards you. And he's not committed towards you because of that's who he is. He's committed towards you because he loves you. All we need to do is believe in him, have faith again in him, Turn from our old ways. Maybe we need to do some repenting, apologizing for our sleeping on him, for our prioritizing other things, for being stuck in the traffic of life. Maybe we need to just take a moment to turn from what life has been, those situations, circumstances that seem to be consuming us or taking up the best of us, and look to him. Look again. See Jesus for who he is. He is your Lord. He's your Messiah. He's your King. He is your Savior. And receive that promise. He is with you. And He has overcome the world. Be filled. Ask again.